0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Comics Deserve Better podcast, where we talk about the world of independent comics. I am one of your lovely hosts, Brian, and with me as always is Richard Hey. and Carrie. Hi. (laughs) The pensiveness in Carrie's voice will be explained probably in a few minutes, but uh, we'll go ahead and jump into our icebreaker question that we always like to start with well by we i mean me because i'm the one who always asks this question mm-hmm. but this one was brought to you by carrie carrie has gave me this question today so I did. if it's bad blame her if it's good blame, oh. blame me what the fuck? i don't know <laughs> 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 all right so uh the question is what is your go-to music genre
1: <laughs> you act
0: surprise. Oh. you're you the one who gave me that question you're like what a good question Brian I uh
1: I, I was a young black man coming up the age in the 90s and mm-hmm. so I'm very particular to uh, rap and hip-hop it's kind of kind of what we did it was what's cool and surprisingly all these years later it's still what's cool it's still very cool yeah no, like, like no, no I mean all jokes aside not even a fan of rap it's just these things tend to ebb and flow and like it's shocking that we're 30 years after you know our childhood, and it's like still the the dominant popular music form. Mm-hmm, it's really mm-hmm. surprising.
2: <laughs> this this is my old lady question for the day. But have you listened to Lotto?
1: I believe that's a proper noun that people are aware of. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you. Is that a guy or girl?
2: Uh she is she's a female rapper. I think okay, she's cool. from Georgia. She's fucking cool as shit. Oh my um, god. Sh- oh. I love and she's like really cute too. I was like, yes, I love these sexy women who are just rapping and being vulgar and saying things that I won't repeat. And I love it.
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh I'm sure she is. I that's the one thing about like I feel like that's Music is one of the spaces where I feel very old that I'm just kind of like, oh, and then someone's like, do you know this person? I'm like, I don't know. And then they play a couple songs. I was like, I've heard that music before. But since I'm old and washed, I I don't know these artists anymore.
2: (laughs) I know. I know. It's so much fun, though. Like, yeah, I love discovering new, not new, but like new to me. Right, right. Just, too. just, yeah, yeah. New
1: to you, music. New to me. Yeah, like, it, um, I think I was at work, and I think I may have dealt with Ice Spice <laughs> one day, like, like, helped her out or whatever. Oh, that that's a cool. job. But I didn't know who she was, and then like, um, uh, because the, when I got to the room, there was weird energy in the room, and I was just like, and it's, but the the young lady, looked very unique or whatever like that I definitely like you made a note of it in my head and Mm -hmm. then like a few weeks later I don't know if it was on Twitter but like somewhere basically I saw stuff and I'm like hey isn't that the young lady that I was dealing with that word (laughs) that's funny it's just like oh I think I met a celebrity but I'm so old and out of touch that I didn't know I met a celebrity yeah which this is not even close to the first time of that happening at my job (laughs) that's
2: funny
0: I have terrible face recognition so even if like even when in my twenties, if I met someone like famous, I probably wouldn't recognize them right away. It would take Oh, a even
1: like at the job. Even if I will say this, um, and I don't know if it's the famous person themselves or like the entourage, but like they, there is an energy to it that sometimes I'm in a room with someone that I don't recognize, but I'm like, okay, the way that everyone's behaving, this person is obviously famous in some form or facet. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Like I remember,
1: I met. Um, I came across the, uh, the 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 streamer was named Ninja, like a few years mm-hmm. back, and that's... I didn't know what he looked like. But yeah. like you know, just everything going on around about, it's like, oh, obviously this person is somebody. Then like a day or two later, like one of my coworkers was like, oh, you 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 met Ninja? I was just like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. I was funny. just like, he seemed nice enough, you know. And that's like my barometer with meeting celebrities at work. I'm like oh, that person, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they were nice people because the celebrity thing allows you to not be nice to people, especially mm-hmm. people that are doing work for you. So like when I meet them, if they're cool, like, I mean, of course I want them to tip, but even if they don't tip or don't tip well, like if I'm like, oh, they seem like a, you know, nice, respectable individual, that's all I can really ask for. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. as long as they're like decent.
1: Exactly. Yeah, just you're a decent human being. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It- that's all you you're
2: not screaming at me wonderful yeah
1: exactly <laughs> yeah like, maybe not screaming at me it's like you're not screaming at anyone else because yeah that's true and that's so much like um with me but like i'll see that at work a lot where it's just like oh like this person treated me very well but then i did observe them how they treat other people and i'm like oh that's kind of gross yeah
0: yeah. Now, that's sure. not even necessarily
1: a celebrity thing that's just like a human being thing but you'll just see people that they'll, they'll take a deep breath and they'll be super polite with you and very nice and courteous but like i just saw how you spoke to that person two minutes prior so uh, i'm unimpressed exactly uh
2: yeah i'm getting like upset over yeah. stuff like that it makes me very happy that i don't work clothing retail anymore
1: because uh, yeah that seems super stressful exactly
2: but yeah i guess on that note my go-to music (laughs) i was gonna (laughs) read this
0: this fish back in
2: um so my go-to music because i am a child of the times that i was a child of are kind of like 90s and like early 2000s alt rock emo but i have really been getting into musica en espanol lately and nice. oh my god oh, nice. that is that's my fucking summer music mm-hmm. i love it so much fun learning spanish people
0: that's good. i'm gonna to
2: bailando all, all the way down the street, mm-hmm. the down the street. <laughs> ba- baila? Baila? baila
1: baila yeah Something you said way. that like such an american though okay, i know, just... I'm, gonna, I know. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna go baila over here i'm
2: gonna go baila over there
0: at the discoteca
2: I know, I know. My when I try, my accent's good, but yeah. I'm not gonna try because well, I don't want somebody to be like, "Wow, she sounds like shit." <laughs> well, if we're gonna,
0: Lando the question over to me. Uh huh. <laughs> I was gonna, like, Richard, the way you prefaced your answer by saying that you were a young black man. Growing up in the nineties and two thousands, of so of course, rap. I was going to say, well, I was a young white man growing up in the nineties and two thousands, so of course, indie rock, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
0: and, as well. But the indie and um, and then like definitely some reggae and ska,
1: obviously. If if mm. yeah, those are if you pay attention to the show, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. very. And, very particular tours in ska especially yes if you
0: have a uh comics are better bingo card there is a ska (laughs) square and you better you better stamp that right now okay Uh, i was gonna say
1: before we uh started recording we were talking about uh my old job and my old cooking manager was a big rock new rock guy so Mm -hmm. he would always put the classic rock station on and i worked there for like six years so i'm very particular to like classic rock oh,
2: that's um, awesome.
1: <laughs> like like people are like you really like the beatles i'm like yeah the beatles are dope and i'll listen to like <laughs> the doors i'll listen to like some queen i'll listen to some johnny cash nice. like just older stuff and it's just if like it'll be a randomized playlist and then that stuff will come up and people are like really i was just like hey good music <laughs> is good music dude
0: 100 <laughs> like i have this giant spotify playlist is just like all over the place. And it's like you it'll be like a Johnny Cash in one moment and then all of a sudden a tribe call quest is like the next song. Yeah. That's,
2: that's
0: right. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, I'm I'm the same way. But as for like go to genre, like if I need to pick me up, it's gonna be like indie or reggae it's funny because like melancholy songs pick me up. I have no idea why. It's probably because I'm broken. My brain doesn't work. <laughs> My emotional spectrum does not work correctly. It's it probably why. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Well, it is now a good time to uh, jump into our regular show. Um, like always, we like to have a DIY corner for the week. And this is kind of a fun and special one. Speaking about music, actually. Carrie's question did, definitely was was appropriate for this episode. Yeah. Um, is um, drumsticks of doom issues number one through four. Uh you might way back remember I spoke about drumsticks of doom number one mm-hmm. because you know, music based comics fan of and um and I and I did help the Kickstarter for the first issue and I got an awesome little sticker for it as too, besides the actual issue, which is on my water bottle. Um and uh one through four. Um, if this is the first story arc it's all being collected together and in part of this kickstarter is going on currently uh i'll give the quick uh synopsis of the series it's actually so if this is why i support it in the first place uh before i do that though it's dan dan dowdry and john westoff are the creators of the of this uh comic so recap when black sabbath not the beatles uh became the world's most famous band the universe was changed musically and otherwise lost arts like alchemy were made common schools taught about transfiguration and alternate science demons were summoned and some stuck around lana loves music she has played in bands all through high school and now in college she still plays in her ex's fledgling metal band she finished she's finishing up the best practice yet when they are drawn into a spiritual battle to help to keep metal on the top of the charts so that's yeah. kind of cute it's 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 like mm. a fun little comic um i dr- drummers are cool they don't get a lot of love so you know a kind of drum based um musical comic is always fun to to read
2: and a little like alistair uh crowley exactly um the lama yeah vibe going on so in there, demons too.
0: alchemy yeah, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, if it was the uh Ronnie James Dio uh version of Black Sabbath, then they must have also like killer rainbows, which would be also <laughs> very awesome at the same time. Okay. All right, okay, well, yes, it, I, as always, that will be on our show notes for the link. Also, I'll throw it into our stories on Instagram. Uh, for the other, uh, um, they're
1: episode. not uh, they're not uh, incentives for kickstarting it but they have cool merch too like they got they do like you're talking about the stickers they have patches they have a beanie they Ooh. had drum glow in the dark drumsticks but they're sold out but yeah, uh, it looks really neat
0: yeah i love beanies this is really cool and like um john westoff he heads uh a, kind of an independent publisher called part-time comics he's kind of all over the internet at least like at comics instagram and and like comics twitter and stuff and he just seems like a a all-around cool person so it's it's always good to to help support uh cool people that do cool things you know so definitely recommend okay well in that case we'll go ahead and jump into our spotlights then and richard do you want to go first
1: sure (laughs) that sounds like something that i'm ready to do (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, this week I took a look at a world tree number one by Jane Tynion the fourth Fernando Blanco Jordi Belair and Aditya Bidikar Mm -hmm. so it's uh this book takes place in the far-off future of 2024 um So, I don't know, man. This book's a lot. I don't know what this (laughs) book, this week's book, and last week's book says about me and the stuff I'm into. This book opens up with a very hot, naked lady going on the internet. But we find Mm -hmm. out it's not the internet. She's accessing the undernet. And the undernet, we're not sure what it is, but it's something so shocking that, like, when people view it, it like freezes them for a moment. And what we're opening the book to is that someone is pulling up the internet on their phone, and, and walking up to people and showing them the like images from the internet, and they're so shocked and still that that person's able to just murder them. He's either splitting their throats or stabbing them to death, and, he, and he's doing it all with a GoPro on his head, so he's uh broadcasting it all to the internet. And our uh, hot naked tattoo lady is watching it, and she seems very pleased. Mhm. Um we fast forward we uh see a gentleman and he's just worried about his little brother uh <laughs> and he's talking to his uh his black girlfriend i guess he's bringing her home for the first time and he's worried that his brother and the rest of his family are too racist for him to have a black girlfriend so that's uh Even in a year from now, things are still not great. Um, So the girlfriend's like basically telling him not to worry, and then she's also, and he's just kind of worried about the stuff that his brother's getting into on the internet, so she decides to look up the little brother's uh, Instagram, and it's our murderer from earlier in the book. Um, And basically, he's been live-streaming all these murders. He's killed 60 people. Um, It's all over the news, and like he kind of just after the last murder, like, the police found him on the floor, covered in blood in the street. And they assumed that, he, at first, they assumed that he was a victim of a crime before realizing that he was the perpetuator of a crime. Mm. And uh, so we fast forward to a gentleman named Gabriel, who's, like, monitoring this on the news. And we see a little flashback, and Gabriel was part of, like, a crew of, like, internet nerd homies that were, like, on the internet and basically they're going to be the ones that are going to try to shut it down he's like speaking to his friend liam and he's like trying to get the band back together i'm always here for good getting the band back together just <laughs> yes, in general in all mm-hmm. in all media like anytime you gotta get the band back together i'm, I'm in <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're like they they basically suppressed the internet back in 99 but they weren't able to destroy it but somehow someone's unlocked it and apparently the internet is I don't know where, I read this whole issue, not sure exactly what it does, but apparently it's completely uh, fucked. Yeah. Uh, so the, the the issue basically ends with uh, our, uh, our uh, the other gentleman, his name's Ellison. He's going to go to the police to talk to them about his brother because he, you know, he's as shocked as anybody. Mm-hmm. And then when the one police officer decides to help him out, And, uh, you know, bring him to his brother. Our our young tattooed woman shows up to the precinct. She starts broadcasting the internet all over, like, any TV or monitor in the precinct. It basically, uh, you know, freaks out the cops, freezes them, and making them easier fodder for her to murder them all. Mm. And and now she walks to the precinct naked. She uh, kills everybody that she can see. Mm -hmm. goes to the cell, and then basically shows the uh, young man uh, that did all the murders, something on her phone on the internet, and what looks like a demon shoots out of him. Mm -hmm. And then he seems kind of sane and sober, except for the uh, blood that's uh, leaking from his eyes. Yep. And then she immediately kills him, and she's naked in his jail cell. And his brother Ellison that was there just witnesses her. his brother get shot in the head. He throws up on the floor. That's the end of issue one. I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thoroughly enjoyed that book, but between that and Lovesick last week, I'm just kind of like, yo, what's going on? What, what, what's Rick getting into lately? Well,
0: well, just like Lovesick, I read the first issue and I'm trying to wait again, and I am going to read this, but yeah, this was probably the most visceral book i've read it a very long time and it's extremely graphic
1: like just murder bloody. nudity tons of blood
2: what's Oof. what's interesting is that i actually thought this was less gruesome and gory than lovesick yeah lovesick bothered me way more than this
1: lovesick did bother me more than this um -hmm. in that way there was something about the whole incel aspect and like Mm -hmm. the voyeurism of the internet aspect of it that Mm -hmm. like made it a lot creepier but like also added to the intrigue about it so yes (laughs)
2: um what i liked about the and i i just read it literally um while we were prepping to start recording. So um it's a quick read. I really enjoyed it, but I um I think Richard doesn't like the internet. I yeah. think that's what he's trying to tell us because you're picking books that show the darker, seedier sides of the internet, unless you have like this secret Reddit account that you show like vile images
1: and we just don't know. Okay? <laughs> um i've oh, never been one for that portion of the internet like i'm not here for gore i'm not here for your murder videos yes i don't know maybe it may i uh, i do think that the internet is a great tool that's generally bad so maybe that's why i'm into this stuff mm-hmm. but nice. um uh, but no uh, the thing is, is this i uh, they're fascinating books that's the thing it's just that mm-hmm. like it's very uh visceral subject matter, but they're still such well-made books that like I can't help but be uh engrossed by them.
2: Yeah, yeah. James Tinyan's a little bitch. He writes some good shit. He does. And he writes excellent
1: horror. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Like he's so the, good.
0: His <laughs> horror is really good. Um if you want if you want a good um like Ben Getting Back Together type horror book um by James Tinyan. I don't know if you've read any of this yet, but it's um a nice house on the lake. Is, I have
1: all the issues, but now I haven't read it yet.
0: Yeah, that's that's another band, getting the band together book, and um, that one's a mind fuck. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, big but we can't. It's so funny when uh,
1: James Tanyan was when he first like broke on the scene. It was like he was writing the uh, Batman books that Scott Snyder was too busy to write, and I yep. just was like, oh, he's not that good of a writer. He's like the B Batman writer, and yeah. my god. He's mm-hmm. so stellar. My apologies to you, James. <laughs> you're a fucking man, buddy. Like uh-huh. everything that he read he writes is like gold lately. And not just lately. It's been like, I don't know, like at least five years that like of just hit after hit from him. Yeah. And I I uh I apologize for underestimating you, sir. <laughs> you were fantastic at your job. It's it's
0: funny because of like the underestimation of of certain writers, it seems like a common thing because I underestimated Matt Fraction because he was working with Brubaker on Iron Fist, and I was like, "Oh, all this great stuff is probably Brubaker, not Fraction." And yet, you know, Matt Fraction becomes one of the best writers of all time. Yeah. And then, and then, Chip Zdarsky, as we we spoke about a few times on this show, it's like he's just the writer of sex, or the artist of Sex Criminals. Like, like he shouldn't be able to write a good comic, and like. No, yep. He's like one
1: of the best writers. Yeah, yeah, very, very good at writing comic writing. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then like Kelly Thompson was a, a, a person who did articles for comic book resources back when it was about comic books. And Oh and really? And so, sure. like, I did yeah. that.
1: I did not know.
0: So, so sh- when she got into actual writing comics, I'm like, oh, it's just a, a reporter, you know? Like, Damn. what does she know? You know? Like, like just <laughs> these yeah. common misconceptions in my head, and yeah, then am like, oh shit! Like Kelly Thompson once again is like one of the best in the business. Like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, definitely. At least for me, I, I just, also I, think,
1: um, oh, Brian, I, I think about this all the time, not just yes. in comics, but also I think you and I and Terry as well, since we're all around <laughs> similar ages. We were, oh, we were from an era that people just didn't get to like pivot careers. It's like, yeah. oh, like if we found out, if we found out about you as an actor, like you can't sing now, no matter how good you are at singing. Like you yeah. just exactly. you can slot it as an actor or writer or this or that. And like the any time that um someone was able to do both, it was like a thing. Like it was like, oh, Barbara Streisand, she can sing yeah. and act, mm-hmm. do- you know, Dolly Parton. And uh, it, like, it just, but you weren't allowed, like I feel like eight 70s, 80s, 90s, you weren't allowed to pivot careers. It's like, you're on this one track and that's the thing that you do now into perpetuity. You're not allowed to have other interests professionally. And then now it's just, I feel like it's so much more of a normal thing. Yeah. People go from podcasting to writing comics, from being the inker or the, uh, the colorist mm-hmm. to being a writer or a mainline artist. And like, even in the industry, I feel like that didn't happen back in the day. If yeah. you're a writer, you wrote books. If you if you came in doing both, you would be allowed to continue doing both, but you weren't able to pivot from one to the other. Exactly,
2: that's a really good point.
0: And like like Jordy Belair um, was is like the colorist of the stars, and then she did a uh, a book called Redlands a few years ago. That's like a witch book. But when, about, mm-hmm. a, about a coven who takes over an entire town in florida mm-hmm. and it's super good and like once again, it, it's it's same thing but no mm-hmm. uh, we grew up with with more michael jordan's than um than jennifer lopez's so yeah i think yeah. You, you are absolutely correct
2: uh oh like like, like was will, I... no jennifer lopez cannot fucking saying you can fight me on that all goddamn day that bitch <laughs> no do like, not compare yeah. her to no okay no 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 bad analogy i mean i
1: i you're being a real hater right now i didn't say that she's <laughs> the best singer in the world she has a singing career she's,
0: she's just Jenny for the block. you know
2: yeah. i am being but, a no, real it's, hater. but
1: like also they, you bring her up and uh as a as a uh god damn it <laughs> i lost the word but yeah you brought her up but i remember when she was trying to pivot like mm-hmm. when she was cast as Selena, people were like disgusted. Almost, they're like the the Fly Girls. We're gonna let her act now. Like it was like uh until you were able to show and prove it was a big deal, and you were just not allowed to do such a thing.
2: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And yeah, I know she has a singing
1: career. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I- I don't think she's the best singer or actress, no. but you know, know the thing is is that she has a career in both, and God bless her. She's, she's successful yeah. in both.
2: I know, yeah, and actually very, yeah, I think very fortunate. and and great skin, I will mm-hmm. give her that. Great body, great skin. Yeah, couldn't tell mm-hmm. if she's in her fifties. Yeah,
1: yeah, All no, right. no, she looks pa- amazing. Paula, yeah.
0: Paula Abdul and Charisma Carpenter both uh, originally cheerleaders who became act or Kris McCarpenter became an actor and. Paul Jul became a singer. That's another one. Yeah.
2: the LA Lakers. Yeah. 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 And the,
1: and the thing is, is this it makes perfect sense that like you would work somewhere else. But like for whatever exactly. the mythology of, of first was growing up, it's like, no, no. You were singing at a dive bar forever until like some music producer's car was broken down outside a dead set dive bar and they discovered you. <laughs> and that's it. That that's how you become a professional singer. It wasn't like, oh, you worked in the mailroom at Interscope. And then, like, finally someone listened to your demo or, you know, you, you you were acting and you were like, oh, I could also sing. And then we we, we made you a singer. I don't know why, but, like, I feel like my, my nephew's 19 and mm-hmm. his, like, uh, generation, it's so like, oh, yeah, no, no, I have a few irons in the fire. I'm not going to just do this one thing. I have multiple interests and I'm going to pursue them all.
0: It's like the return of vaudeville. Uh, almost, you know, like where, where, where like, like back when, you, like you were going to be a star and break in, you had to do everything. You had to dance. He's to
1: a song you. and dance yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you
0: had to be a triple threat, or you weren't a threat at all. And uh, yes. and but then nowadays, yeah, same thing. With nowadays, I think because there was because there's so many ways that people can get famous nowadays. You have to, you know, set yourself. apart from everyone else there has
1: to be a value add he has to do magic as well or else we can't sign him to this uh, recording contract
2: oh in fact does your nephew sing?
1: no 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 he he doesn't like he's not an artist in in that way he he does like he actually draws and stuff but he does that's rad that's rad that's very cool we have a nephew who draws and they draw
0: very
2: well
1: he draws well and he likes to design clothing
2: oh sweet that's awesome Mm -hmm. My dad, randomly, has a friend who is a uh, stylist for um, major NFL players. Mm-hmm. Which oh, is nice. yeah, which is really random. You, you would have thought
0: this a... th- that sentence but it went that way, but yes, this is very true. Yeah,
1: this is really interesting. <laughs> just ra-
0: yeah, just randomly, it's really cool though. Well, I guess uh, that was actually a really good conversation. Side conversation. To go with sure. our uh, our um, spotlights, yeah. Do so, we have a spotlight? Uh, yeah, right. I do, I yeah. You have, have
1: to do your spotlight, right I have <laughs> two
0: spotlights, and they're both from First Second Books. Surprise! I like First Second Books. You bougie bitch. Yes, I am a bougie bitch. Um, I I did mention it before on the podcast, but just in case this is their first time, to me, First Second books it are the Pixar of comics because they're like all ages books, but They're made in a way and with the quality that they're for, like, all literally all ages. Like, everybody. Like, you're an adult. You'll find something in the book that's also enjoyable. And so, I have, yeah, whenever a first, second book comes out, I usually read it. And I'm usually very happy when I read it. So, um, I'll keep on doing that. And uh, my first book this week, there was two that came out this week. I'm doing both of them. Uh, First one is Family Style by... Tien uh, Fam, memories of an American from Vietnam, and so this is a biography comic about Tien. Um, I guess so. I guess that makes it an autobiographical comic. And um, and so Tien' uh, first memories was being on a boat from Vietnam uh, to a refugee camp, and um, and then it kind of goes from the refugee camp to being selected to come to america the you know the, the the his family um his mom dad and his little brother like basically it, it spans decades and it kind of goes through basically their life and like his experiences of being not only like a vietnamese american but like you know somebody who like practically was born in America and is is like american and, you know like in like culture in many many ways because of like most of their life living here but then still having the ties to you know to like the country that his family is from and so it's it's very interesting um it's uh what makes it great and the reason why it's called family style is that each chapter is named after a type of food Mm -hmm. and um and that food kind of plays a little part in each chapter so he writes it kind of like based on a food during that era you know like that's kind of like a, a cornerstone of the of the story um and you know he he works his parents um you know, came over to, to the U S and they didn't, um, they, they went automatically to school to learn like English and like to learn a skill. Um, but you know, like, just like living conditions and like the way the, you know, treatment of them, just not, not that great, but just kind of like getting through everything. And then there's a big chunk of the book uh, with, um, Tien as a teenager, um, and you know he's you know a teenager, and he has this little group of of kids that he likes to hang out with, and his parents now have a video store, a rental store, and like he's like you know not supposed to he's supposed to hold on to a video uh, for another customer who who wanted it the day before, but tian had given it away the day before because it's a popular video and the, <laughs> his little crush comes in and wants the video so he gives the video to the crush and so you know there's like little fun stories like that and then like he ends up becoming a teacher and you get a few of the chapters at the end of the age where he's actually literally talking about writing this book and one of his co-teachers which was really cool is jean luen yang <laughs> Oh, that's so, cool. So, so Gene and Yangi's a little cameo in this book as well, and like, and then they they poke fun of his his lunch because his lunch basically looks like he stole it from like a third grader because it's like dinosaur nuggets and like and a juice box. So, so yeah, it was it was pretty it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, all all around, very interesting story. Uh, art's great, the coloring, just the presentation. Um, it definitely like a Pixar movie you'll probably get you in tears by the end of the movie. And so, yeah, I was definitely a little misty as as I was reading this. And yeah, very good. Um, also, don't read on an empty stomach. There's a lot of good <laughs> Vietnamese food portrayed in this. Mm. And I was reading it in the morning before I had eaten any food, and I was like, I need to go get some pho or some broken rice right <laughs> now in my belly because I am hungry. <laughs> so I was so, going to yeah. say,
1: I just want to normalize as an adult, you can eat little kids' food. It's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with you. 100 percent Oh, I you have your dino nuggets, Gene. <laughs> I, I have
0: I always make the joke that like when it especially when it comes to meat, I have the the culinary like prowess of an eight-year-old. Like, don't give me the steak. Don't give me the pork chops. Give me the chicken nuggets. Give me the hot dogs. That's the meat I want. I want spam. <laughs> yep. You know, like like I, I do eat like an eight-year-old when, when it comes to meat. Yeah. I like I will not eat that ribeye. I will have two hot dogs and some ketchup.
2: Oh my
1: god. Oh, I will I will eat your ribeye, Brian. Just yes. send that ribeye right over this way. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: like when we travel, my dad makes ribeyes because i don't really eat that and brian doesn't obviously and he will make one for johnny like a little steak that way they can share it and right now when brian Aww. said ribeye johnny's head literally up. up yep yep and he started looking around <laughs> he's like what what you guys are going i made meditation?
1: a very good ribeye last week it was Ooh. delicious that's Sweet. my favorite cut of beef
0: what is really what do you use uh to season it while you're cooking it
1: um, so I have this seasoning that I found that, uh, um, I, I had liked the, this bread's other seasoning. So I had bought their steak seasoning and, and never opened it. Like I bought it maybe two years ago and never opened it. So like, I picked it up and I was like, oh, this expires at 24 and 24 is no longer far away.
2: So <laughs> I used that
1: and it came out really good. And then I did, uh, and then, um, you know, once it was in the pan, I uh, braised it with some butter that I had some fresh rosemary, thyme, and garlic in. Ooh. Yeah, it came out pretty nice. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. See, Carrie, I've I've only grown up cooking for fancy people, so even my like at home <laughs> steak has to be kind of fancy.
2: Oh yeah, yeah that's too fancy for me.
1: <laughs> the thing is that I used to know how to make steak where I just put it in a pan, put a little salt on it, and kept it moving
2: yeah <laughs> I think that's nice that you like treat yourself when you cook but like I that's too much pressure my anxiety would go up
1: yeah that's no, fine you're doing it for you there's there's know, no one else watching
2: <laughs> I know but like I I I serve myself last I cook the like I cook first for my dad and then for Brian Aww. I've become I've become a very traditional domesticated person Woman, and I'm really pissed off on myself for that. Oh, so I gotta change that.
1: Is it, is it because Bride's always telling you not to be woke? Yeah,
2: that's
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. like, get in that kitchen, woman, and don't be I woke. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: you the kitchen, what are you doing? Um, oh, um, oh,
1: god damn it, I hate oh. Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I 100%. Agree, it's like,
0: yeah, people no, that's sweet, rights are woke, yeah, I'd yeah, try to be, no. um, but um. Yeah. So, well, speaking about nice, um, my second book uh-huh. is *Cat's Cradle: The Mole King's Lair* by Joe Rio. Um, Joe Rio, uh, this is her first or second uh, book in this series. Um, I became a instant Joe Rio fan when we read uh, *The Daughters of East*. Uh, she did the artwork mm. for that book and um yeah started following her on Instagram and she every once in a while she posts like this is my new print available in my store and I'm like you're we, you're costing me money Joe Rio because I'm gonna buy mm. it because it's beautiful. And so so yeah, she has a book series, and not only is it a book series, but it's from first second. So like, wow. yeah, this is like a no-brainer, I gotta pick this up. Um, just a real quick um recap. Uh, basically the story is about suri she's a monster trainer in training um and uh or monster tamer in training and um she's basically looking for her family who has um disappeared in the the land of the giants the monster's cradle is what they call it so she's on that way there she um in the first book she um fought some kate Siths who were after this golden twine that she was uh, given, that basically Keith makes them able to transform to more of a humanoid form, um, so that um, they're able to like sneak around in towns and stuff like that, and um, and so she kind of had adversaries with them, adversarial relationship with them, and um, but she also uh, met a little imp named Caglio who's weird and loves gold and riches and stuff like that and also had a kind of like a a half bull half dog giant dog um demon named um byron or monster rather named byron and byron's a big old puppy mm-hmm. and it's so adorable and byron loves um loves Suri, so um they all kind of joined together and in this book um they run afoul of um Another Kate Sith um that's part of a Thieves Guild who has stolen something from um the uh, title Mole King's Lair, and the Mole King has come out and uh basically um attacked them, and they kind of all meet each other, and they find out from this uh this thief who they don't know is a Kate Sith, um, is um that there's a whole bunch of gold in this layer and that um, they're starving so they want food they need food so they're like well you know what why don't we go in there tame this monster get some of that gold so we can like basically eat and so that that becomes the adventure of the story uh, meanwhile the uh the, the kate sis from the original story from the first book um, uh, they team up with like a king who fancies himself or prince that fancies himself a monster hunter who is basically inept and they're basically their trackers for them to find um, the uh, to find Byron and, and as well as Suri um, so that they can also steal back that uh, golden twine from before. So um, fun little story. Uh, The story is continuing. There's a third book coming out soon. Can't wait. Um, The um, yeah, the artwork's great. It's absolutely cutesy and fun. Um, The characters are nice and strong and dynamic. So big, big recommend and it doesn't get talked about enough and so i'm hoping that this changes that because
2: this is good, nice. really good. it sounds really good
1: yeah. i'm i'm looking at the book on uh online mm-hmm. and this is the most bride looking book i've ever seen
0: yeah <laughs> you want like you know, uh, to excuse
1: like, the pun it looks patented. so it looks so up your yeah it looks so up your alley <laughs> this is yeah this is my stuff
0: this is my yeah you you ask me what my aesthetic is, it's probably a Joe Rio book.
2: Um, but
0: yeah, so so yeah, I am a fan. Um but so yeah, that's good. And I guess I don't have a good segue, but um speaking of good all ages books, I guess it's time for our main subject. And that means since it was Carrie's choice, we'll go ahead and hand this over to her in just a second. But uh just so you all know, if you didn't read the uh the title of this episode, uh, we are talking about the Tea Dragon Society by Kay O'Neill. Um, and uh that is from Oni Press. So uh and the edition and, and the reason I'm bringing this up, the edition that we all read is the uh the kind of the, the one with the Eisen, Will Eisner winner uh stamp on it. Um You'll, that'll also become very evident soon of why i'm mentioning that um right now but now it's time for Carrie to give us a little synopsis
2: sorry work just emailed me i'm
0: yeah. annoyed i um, was vamping a little bit
2: yeah thank so. you. okay so um the book that i chose for this week is the tea dragon society by k o'neill i am um, this was actually supposed to be my spotlight for like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and weeks but um I don't know if you guys have noticed I don't like doing spotlights so um, I told Brian I was like yeah we're, we're just gonna read the book like as a family so we can all discuss it and um, I am very glad that I chose this book because it was quite a refreshing palate cleanser after all the things that we have to go through we had a very dramatic week this week
0: just and so, put it that. <laughs>
2: and so, I just really enjoyed this book. Um, when you start reading it, you're introduced to it, a young lady named Greta, and Greta is learning from her mother, uh, how to forge iron, how to be a blacksmith, and they are part goblin, and um, she's into it, but not into it, and she ends up going to the market on an errand for her mom, and um, she has a little, like, animal with her named Brick, mm-hmm. and her and Brick, like, are inseparable, which is really sweet, and so they're running their errands, and they hear some screeching and some commotion, and they end up uh, giving the meat to a pack of what looks like maybe dogs or something, or wolves, and to kind of calm them down, because they're attacking a creature, and they're just hungry, is what it is. So she ends up meeting a little dragon named Jasmine and takes the dragon home and she is mending it and nursing it. And her father is just like, hey, that actually belongs to this person or this um, guy named Ezekiel. That's his dragon. You should take it. So like she returns the dragon she befriends like Hisekiel befriends her and it's just like, oh, you obviously have a gift because the dragons like tea dragons are very um like picky about who they associate with. So the fact that this like that Jasmine is so into you like, you know, if you ever want to learn about tea dragons, you should come by. So we fast forward and Greta uh starts learning about the tea dragons at Hisekiel's um house and befriends him another person named Eric. Eric is wheelchair bound. This is important. Um and uh another person named Minette. Now you find out that the tea that's in that they harvest from the tea dragons, they harvest their little horns grow leaves, so fucking cute, and that's how they like that's how they brew the tea. Well the um the the tea that's that's made from these dragons is very special and imbued with like magical powers so if you drink it and you're like your mind is open you can actually see the story of the dragon themselves from which it was brewed and so Greta is bestowed the honor and is allowed to drink a cup of tea from jasmine's horns and then you learn about the story of hezekiel and eric and how they like eric was this dashing man who is a warrior and hezekiel's like a dragon like yeah. a dragon dude yeah like like a like not like necessarily uh, like a hybrid but just like very much like like the, like, like the
0: dragon born from um from sky Skyrim, and stuff. sure, yeah.
2: that's a reference I don't get I know. um so <laughs> like you know, like just like a very like anthropomorphized ah uh, dragon, and you find out that that they um that they were like comrades and like travel buddies, but that they actually fall in love and they get um as they're traveling, they get bombarded by like ambushed by like some whatever and Eric. In his bravery to defend Ezekiel, gets horribly hurt. And that is how he ends up uh wheelchair bound. But it's just the sweetest story. And you can tell Greta's very touched by learning it and being given that um opportunity to learn the the past. And so the Manette storyline is Manette's this cute girl, and Greta's kind of like, hey, <laughs> um, and Minette doesn't know necessarily who she is or where she's from or who her family is. Uh, she's kind of taken in as an orphan by Eric and Hesikiel. Uh, Apparently she has magical powers and her body and her brain, in order to protect itself, erased all her memories. So she's kind of fucked. But she ends up uh, drinking the special tea and ends up realizing that even though she cannot remember her family or her past, that she is indeed making memories with new people, like Eric, Hesikiel, um, all the dragons, you know, and Greta. And so she is developing a little family of her own. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it ends, you know, on a continuing note, it's, 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 we read the first volume of three, um it's 74 ish 75 pages long there is um about a six page afterward that tells you about the dragons themselves and like the brewing techniques and like their history um Kay o'neill uh is a fucking genius this book i can see why it, it's won awards i can see why there's a goddamn cozy game after it mm-hmm. it's probably some of the best color and artwork I've seen in a really long time and the story is just absolutely charming yeah I mean obviously I liked it I don't know if you guys did but I really liked it a lot
1: I I liked it a lot um as well I was gonna say I was trying to say something before then I didn't realize I was muted no 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 I was just muted it's not your fault I'm not confident but um Ezekiel uh if anyone out there has ever played Final Fantasy IX, he looks like Freya from Final Fantasy IX. OK.
2: <laughs> oh. Again, a reference Fre- I don't get, but I will look that yeah, up. Yeah,
1: Freya is a dragoon, like the, the fighting class. But basically, the, the, the character is a half-dragon, half-human, like, hybrid person. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And oh. looks a lot like
1: Ezekiel. Like, the moment I saw him in the book, I was just like, oh, I know that character from oh. elsewhere. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. That looks totally. Yeah. Okay. I see it now. Thank you.
0: Or like the dragon kin from Dungeons and Dragons as well,
2: like that kind of. Cool. Very cool.
0: I guess I have to say something too. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) you're fine. I had to interject. Uh, Did you like it, Brian? Um. Yes. (laughs) You 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 were you making the joke earlier about this. That other book being a, a Brian book, this is definitely in my my Brian wheelhouse as well. Oh yeah, this is a Brian oh, book as well. <laughs> yeah. Um not only that, but then there's a a very in-depth afterward that goes into all the different types of dragons, even ones we haven't seen yet in the mm-hmm. and that talk about like their origins and everything. It's like, oh yeah, this is this is a this is a Tolkien nerd's like dream book.
2: <laughs> if you yeah. are lucky enough to read it, um and I, I, I do honestly mean that. I think it is mm-hmm. a fabulous book. Um, There is a dragon that I can't wait to meet called Hibiscus. Yeah. Dragon, and it's yeah. fat and pink. And oh, my God. It'll... Oh, it's just the whole <laughs> goddamn thing is it's OK. So it's really sweet without being saccharine. Mm-hmm. It's very charming without being like knocking you over the head with you know in your face like this is supposed to be charming um there's inclusivity there's diversity there's um it's just such and it's also even though that there's like a park goblin girl and a little girl that has magical like soothsaying powers and uh, Final Fantasy Nine character uh, <laughs> with the- <laughs> like it all feels so natural yeah. like this is definitely such a sweet little world that you're like oh this this could very well it doesn't feel forced it yeah. feels very natural
0: and this is like the fantasy that I like too is when like you have multiple species all kind of living with each other in harmony and stuff like that and mm-hmm. so so this definitely has that that vibe um, I you did kind of mention it already but I love how all the dragons are named after types of teas yeah and I really hope there's a lapsing Shu Chong tea dragon because they' probably be very they'd probably be very uh smoky and, and like very fiery uh, grumpy yeah and very grumpy so yeah that's my favorite type of tea because it tastes like you were drinking smoke
2: yeah it's high um <laughs> it's a very sweet book I really liked it we had the technical like <laughs> my and so uh, we're just coming oh. back from that, but
1: um, you're getting very pink, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like oh, hibiscus.
2: X Y. Sorry again, work email, but um, no, I'm there. But Yeah. Um. No, it's uh <laughs> Brian's pink scale. Um. It's very, very again. Going back to, I guess this episode is all about Brian. Going back to what Brian said about like um, certain books being made for all ages. This is something and I'm I'm assuming there's going to be way more conflict going into mm-hmm. volumes two and three but this is such a nice little setup and it's such a nice Ooh. little world that we're getting introduced to that as an adult reader, I was not bored. Yeah. It's beautiful and um, it's I I even liked the shading of the word bubbles they were like a pink mm-hmm. peach hue um which was really nice it's, it's, and again you know off air we were talking about some of the different versions that we had seen that may have messed up with our eyes so this was actually when you're reading
1: like getting into this uh tea dragon thing did help Greta in her regular life because when we opened the book yes. she's with her mom and, like, her mom is, a, like, a blacksmith, but, like, smithing is, like, I guess there's not a lot of wars going on, so smithing is no longer in vogue. So, like, she caters. She kind of does it for the love of the game and, like, the few people that still, you know, need smithing. And Greta's learning it, but she's not really that into it. And then as she learns about, you know, the T-Dragons and how that used to be a society and that fell apart it gave her a new appreciation for her mother's like, you know, art form of taking care of these weapons. And she wanted to become on top of become a, uh, a a T dragon uh, keeper. She wanted to become a better Smith at the end of the book.
0: Mm -hmm. And that was, is a big point why I absolutely love this book is that in a lot of stories, those two things would be in conflict of each other. Like like you can't be a, a tea dragon keeper because you're gonna be a blacksmith. Like you have, to, you know, it'd be like like a story like that. And like this one, it's like, oh like why not both? Like I can yeah. do both. But...
1: The third the things that you learn from getting a tea dragon is gonna help with your smithing.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really love. And um and I also love just like the appreciation of like classic like crafting and like and like putting stuff together and i think Kay o'neill has a love of that because the other book i've read the moth keeper is about a very specific type job that someone's learning how to do um as well which is a good book
2: yeah that's really interesting yeah um i also loved how greta has like the coolest parents Uh uh-huh who are just like oh You want to also learn another craft that's taking you away from like our family tradition. Yeah, for sure. You should totally go do that. Explore your other interests. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good lesson for children and for adults to learn is that like it's okay for, for people to have multiple interests and to pursue them if they so choose. And that also you can be like that quiet support for someone you love while they explore it like you don't have to have all the answers you don't have to know everything you can just be there for them when they're ready to come back and i just think that's a really beautiful thing to read
1: that is
0: a very yeah just this book is is pure happiness
2: yeah very
1: charming and wholesome book
2: there is um a game a card game called the tea dragon society that you can purchase um it's uh, it I I don't know what's going on. Um, it's it looks really good. I have yet to get it, but um, it's Wait. it's supposed. It was on like on a bunch of like, it was on IGN, a couple of different like board game um, you know, websites I go on. So yeah. it's supposed to be really good for those of you who are interested in that.
0: And when we were at WonderCon, we saw, on the it at the um the Prism Comics booth, they had a copy of the of the card game and i was very tempted to get it
2: oh yeah Yeah, so
0: so yeah it 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 looks really cool and Mm -hmm. yeah it just i once again it it seems like a a card game where it's not like you're fighting each other but you're like helping each other Mm -hmm. and so that just seems like a like a really cool different take on everything um was like in the my big question and the reason i was asking for the uh for the book back is you know with all the dragons on the in the back i think carrie's already answered this question who's your which one's your favorite dragon with the hibiscus dragon but richard do you have a favorite dragon so far
2: let's
1: see i like was it peppermint that wasn't in the book that i saw at the end that i really enjoyed i think yeah peppermint.
0: yeah that looks really cool
1: definitely and yeah, peppermint I, looks cool. Ginger tea looks cool. Earl Grey kind of looks like Ezekiel.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and actually, Earl Grey, I think because I love Earl Grey, is the most dog-like as well. So, like, I think that's why I like Earl Grey the most um, so far. And I, I like how their personalities are very akin to the types of teas that they represent.
2: And also, who they're um, like, who they're going to bond with. Yes. Um. Like. Minette's dragon that chose her is named chamomile and chamomile's just like loving and sleepy mm-hmm. and i'm like oh yeah so I love Cam- and so is minette minette yeah. also very like sleepy and quiet and just wants to rest i'm i mean i i would want to date her too like that this sounds yeah. like the perfect time to spend like yeah. oh, you want to sleep that's great
0: and they had they had a a little cute relationship between them. Well, like, I
2: mean, I wouldn't that, call it that, a relationship. That, oh, I guess it's
0: it's budding. It, you know. There's
2: definitely something a spark brewing. Ha! <laughs> nice. I can kind of get funny, but um, but yeah, there's definitely something going on. Yeah, but we don't. But you know, we don't, don't know get. if it's from both of them or if it's just from Greta.
0: Definitely want to read the other two books. Yeah. In this. um, I think we have all three from a humble bundle. Um, I think so.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: So I guess quick summation is just you know if you like that sort of fun light read that's heartwarming, you should check it out. It's it's not a bad if it you know you might spend a half hour reading it. It's not gonna like hurt you or give you a bad icky feeling like Love Sick Number One, (laughs) which I was obsessively (laughs) like looking up after we got off recording last week. So when I say like, oh, this Richard Spotlight didn't bother me. It really did it. I was like, oh, I can hang, I can hang with that. I, I'm not <laughs> like that's, that that's over it.
0: Well, we'll check in with you in a week and see how much about World Tree. <laughs> <is>. Oh god. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just really quick back to the book. Uh, kind of final thoughts. Um, I at the end when they show everyone together um, and they show all the different dragons, including Singh who's who's who is introduced at the very end. Um, I was like, please let Brick still be there. And yeah, sure enough, Brick is on Greta's shoulder. And I love that. I love little black cats where all you can see are their eyes and that's kind of what Brick looks like. So like, yeah, that once again, that's just like totally my thing. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that it it emanates heat as well. Like it's literally like a a heat brick. Uh That was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. Very big fan. (laughs) So, yes. (laughs) This is my stuff, um, but yeah. Okay, well, um, any other final th- thoughts from you all,
1: or you wanna
2: Mm-mm.
1: wrap this one up? I would like a little tea dragon to make some tea with. Yeah, I,
2: there's a. But there's then,
1: a- what happens when you just want some tea and, like, you actually drink tea? Accidentally drink tea dragon tea, and it gives brings back like horrible flashback memories.
0: I, I think as long as you maybe if you keep your mind closed, you'll be fine. You know, like if you maybe. don't. You don't like meditate or something. I just imagine
1: waking up at like 5 a.m., not feeling well, scrambling around in the kitchen with like you know, eye boogies in your eye looking for tea, and you grab the wrong jar. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. then it's like oh, yeah. and it's you're like, like reliving a, your past, like you're like, Oh, I didn't really need that right now. <laughs> remember, that,
0: remember that one moment in seventh grade <laughs> at 5, 5 a.m., you're gonna remember it right now. Um, yeah, so <laughs> but um. Overall, yeah, just a excellent book. There's a there's a little tea store that's like this person picks to, picks and dries and and prepares their own teas, that's in a, the town over from where we live, and oh, yeah. it is uh, it's a pretty cool little place. Um, and this this book made me want to go over there just like how family style maybe want to eat more vietnamese food this is this book Maybe Wait, aren't they in the same they're in the same shopping center too there's a really good vietnamese place in the same shopping center so yes yeah.
2: <laughs> and I then and sorry. right next door
0: to the tea place is a gaming a store gaming that sells like D and magic gathering stuff and all that stuff. it's a
2: nerd corner so yeah
0: it's totally a nerd place um but yeah good book we should all read it or if you haven't read thank it
2: thank you k O'Neill.
0: yeah thank you k O'Neill. Um, that was really nice I'm batting a thousand reading your books because I, like I said before I liked The Wall Keeper a whole bunch So
2: we've reached the end of the show thank you to everyone listening um, follow us Instagram, Twitter, Good pods, C-D-B Pod for the book clubbers on next Friday we will announce the, uh, the episode's main subject on Instagram so you too can follow along if you want to join in on that conversation you can email us at comicsdeservebetter at gmail.com Richard, can we find you on the internet?
1: I am on the internet uh, unsurprisingly at TopCat360 because that's when I make all my usernames. Um, <laughs> I am very addicted to both Zelda and Final Fantasy right now, so it's like, mm. it's like I'm in ninth grade all over again, but it's Sweet. slightly more pleasant this time. <laughs> very nice. Yeah,
0: I was... We were up very late last night because I was obsessed about doing the underworld and getting all the maps everything mapped out on the underworld so oh so in yeah. the depths yeah yeah in the depths um so yeah same as oh as well um oh really quick uh on instagram we are currently as of this recording at 990 followers I want to hit a thousand very soon. So if you haven't been following us on Instagram and you've been thinking about it, even if you haven't been thinking about it, you know, give us a like, give us, give us a follow. Can yeah. I, yeah. So that we can hit a thousand maybe before the end of the, uh, of the month, which is literally in two days.
2: If we hit a thousand, maybe we can do some kind of giveaway on yeah. Instagram.
0: Now we, yeah, maybe I'll uh, Give good book recommendations. <laughs> no, that's,
2: something that's lame. I really know it is. That. I couldn't think of something cool. So <laughs> oh, we'll figure it okay. out. But yeah, we can, uh, but definitely hit us up on Instagram. And Brian. Yes. Where can we find <laughs> you on the internet?
0: Well, you can find me at Bryjan underscore CV on Instagram. I'm also there on Twitter with the same name, but I don't really follow and do stuff on twitter so follow me on instagram
2: very cool yes very cool well where can we
0: find you on the internet
2: uh i'm on instagram you can try to find me
0: or just email us
2: or you can email us yes i have a private account for specific reasons i'm an educator Mm -hmm. i cannot blast my shit on the internet because i don't want to get fired from my job (laughs) Or no, not really. You just don't want your students following you. It's weird. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, for Richard and Brian, I'm Carrie, and this has been the Comics Deserve Better podcast. Remember, comics deserve better, and everyone deserves comics. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you guys. Have a great night. Bye. Bye.
1: Everyone. Deuces. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Carrie just cut out.
0: Oh, hold on. That was me. Uh. uh thing can you hear us now yes
2: okay okay perfect no but well, it's, let's um, make a
0: blank real quick so you can find it talk to the okay. head
1: <laughs>
2: i know i know i'm just teasing you i'm really okay. tired it's fine okay. <laughs> brian learns how to count you <laughs> it one. Three zero.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, I was like, do I start with one or do I start with three? So oh like, my oh,
1: god, that's <laughs> hilarious!
0: 130, come on, let's go.
2: Okay. okay, the um, the you know, it's it's very gentle on the eyes, I guess, is a way to put it. Um, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Johnny,
0: Johnny's
1: unplugged us.
2: I was, what the hell's the. to god
1: everything all right yeah Yeah. everything ready
2: i hate you (laughs) um you gave me a boom shakalaka hand sign like what the fuck is this supposed to be